Chair Shot Podcast is back here on Sunday evenings, and yes, lads, the weather outside is frightful, but your usual pals are here to, to snuggle up with a cup of tea by the fire in the Chair Shot Podcast with all the family. This is the most popular family-friendly wrestling podcast on yeah. the internet, brought to you by me, Barry Murphy, how do you do? And my ever-dependable fellow hosts, first of all, Mr. Joe Towdy Towder. <laughs> oh, we had a sponsor then, and you said brought to you by... No, 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 Luke. no. Luke because, Fox. because... Perk Fox. Perfect. Because the, uh, I mean, the, the, the pop, the, the bit where I said we were popular and family-friendly is both wrong. Um, oh. So yeah. there is no sponsor. We have to stop no. being yeah. horribly tasteless and we'd have to probably like scrub the archives of all the really bad shit we used to do on this show, you know, so yeah, uh, neither popular nor populist. No, 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 no. So we would need to, we would need, you know, so, so the, the sponsors, the negotiations are ongoing. I'll get an answer from Squarespace one of these days. Nat will answer my mails one of these days. Uh, about, about giving us some of that sweet, sweet money. Um, but, uh, alas, not at this time. Anyway, uh, also running out of the team, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello. Do you think that there is anything on in the history of the podcast that we've said that would be particularly bad in that way? Well, not not especially because um, uh, uh, I think a lot of it was like I think there's been some very questionable jokes on the show over the years, um, which I think you know, probably don't look too great, but I don't think it's anything too damning. I don't think it's anything like, um, like one of us coming on here and saying, uh, well, you know, lads, I mean, you know, I mean, did the Holocaust happen? You know, I mean, that, yeah. you know, we don't, none of us, no one's come on here and earnestly expressed any disgusting views. Um, domestic abuse. No, no, yeah, but I think, I, I, if you're married, it's fine. Yeah, that doesn't really count. Because um, I can only think of that? one example of something I've said that now I kind of probably wouldn't say. Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple of things that were said in jest. I can think of like one or two things that would have been said in jest on the early shows that I probably wouldn't even say in jest now. Yeah. Just to, just to, uh, out of you know maturing. I mean, we've been doing this for for you know what coming coming up to eight years actually. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I I uh, said, um, and I'll I'll beat this out so I can say it to you guys now, and the listeners will have to listen to the whole back catalog find out what it was. <laughs> I once. Um, Now, that's not a word oh, I'd use today. God. Oh, well, you just oh, did. God. So there's that. Well, um, I'm just calling it. Did you really? Because that doesn't sound like something. That doesn't sound like something you would say. I know. You know. Shocking stuff. Well, what? This must have been in the early, early days. Yeah, probably about six years ago, something like that. Mm, yeah. So yeah, there's probably a couple of things like that. We we've all tried to better ourselves as people. Um. You know, we've grown up. <laughs> Try is a set of words. Yeah. <laughs> we've grown up, got, gotten, you know, jobs and married and all that, all three of us. Um, yeah, together. We're all in together. a three-way three marriage. That, that's, three that's, where, 
that's where Joe was. He was just, you know, he was just uh, doing the final prep a few weeks ago for our big three-way wedding. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that's that. No, but yeah, in summation, no sponsors currently. Um, uh, but yeah, we do have a show for you. We've got a fucking million things to talk about. Uh, this week got all kinds of wrestling news. We got some various goffs to talk about. Uh, and then uh, later, me and Paul will be talking about OTT, which I believe we will put up as a separate file. Is that the plan? Can do. Yeah, if that's not too much hassle for everyone involved, because got some feedback the last time saying that, you know, hey, could you maybe do those separately? Because we do have, obviously, people who listen for the non-wrestling stuff, and that's very reasonable. And also, even if you are a wrestling fan, I mean, obviously, the OTT stuff, that is a, a niche within a niche. So I think I think that's pretty reasonable. So we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. So that'll possibly come up separately or, or maybe just post it on Twitter or something. I don't know. No, uh, one, that one will be family friendly. No swearing, no uh, yeah. obscenities. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're lo- we're lowering our age limit, much much like they do for the occasional show. Um, yeah, that's why I can't be on it because I, I in front of a hot mic, uh, I'm uncontrollable. Yeah, I'm you're like, like bust- the you're busted Aries, you know. You I'm hear. like the uh, the Alex Jones of uh, of rest. <laughs> I will just scream and shout at a tech- technology until it does what I want. <laughs> Alexa, did Vince McMahon get Jimmy Snooker off that murder? No. You control my mind, liberals. <laughs> oh, as I glug my hot chocolate here, it is extremely fucking cold. We had um, we had some uh, snowy weather here in Ireland and in the mm. UK as well. I believe uh, British Strong Style actually missed progress today because they were at OTT yesterday and they got snowed in at Dublin. Um. So that was unlucky for them. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's you know the 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 winter season is here. Uh, I believe that's the famous Game of Thrones catchphrase. Um, uh, got uh, R.I.P. What's his face? Uh, the character who said that. Um, so yeah, uh, any life guff this week, lads? Before we dive into the various other bits and bobs and gifts and guffs, anyone get up to anything this week? Because I didn't. Just a bit of Christmas shopping. Mm. Mm. Joe, Joe coming in a little bit choppy there. Um, Your internet connection okay, Joe? Sorry. I was just muting my mic because I'm eating Quality Street. Uh, so um, sort of, it was actually just his mouth that was choppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so I was out Friday. We had a kind of an impromptu work party. Um, another one. Because um, our internet stopped working. Yeah. At about three, three o'clock. So the boss said, oh, let's just all go to the fucking... Uh. Um, so that was good. So they paid for all the drinks, so I had a great time. Oh, yeah? They're fucking drinking it up on their tab, baby, getting my money back. Have a few drinky poos, yeah? Yeah, get, get my value. Um, so that was great. Um, I was out even later than the official Christmas party, so that was interesting. Um, ended up getting a night bus home, which is possibly even worse than what happened when I tried to get home last week, because it takes about a fucking hour. And it was uh, one degree outside, so it was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. That's about it, really. Not too much else this week. Did any of you other guys get confused ever when watching American TV when you were, you know, a kid or whatever? When I remember vividly watching WWF St. Valentine's Day Massacre, or it might have been Backlash, whichever was the one where. Val Venus, or Val Venus, what am I talking about? Uh, Hardcore Holly and Al Snow fought in the river. 
and Michael Cole uh, is yes. going, mm-hmm. that, that river is 30 degrees. And I'm like, how are they not burning in that river? <laughs> <laughs> Why is 30 degrees Fahrenheit and Celsius? What does that work out as? Yeah, minus one. Uh, minus one. Okay. Minus, Makes minus. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even but even if it was even if it was Celsius, thirty in water isn't that hot. No, it'd be fairly warm. <laughs> it would actually be it would be lovely temperature to have a little wrestling. <laughs> That's why I, I don't understand what Michael Cole was all shouting about. Little, little hot tub. I mean, if any, the sewage would still be a problem, but you know, I mean, you know, it's 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 the wrestling business. What are you going to do? So um, so yeah, so it's cold as balls here. Is that that's life golf at the moment? Um, yeah. I uh, they've issued a an orange weather warning, I believe, for today, which is not any kind of shut down the city uh, yeah. type event, which which we which we barely recovered from last time. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I actually have tomorrow off work anyway. So so I was nice. Um, so I will not be leaving the home stock up on hot chocolate and tea bags. Uh, yeah. So that's life guff, I feel, at the moment, unless there's anything else anyone wants to mention. No, I mean, I was at uh, Liffey Valley today doing some Christmas shopping. <laughs> and we went to uh, the food hall. There's something that I've never done before, but I definitely recommend people to do it. Is we were feeling like getting some fast food. I was there with my brother and one of my friends. And... Um, I said, you know what? I, I feel like a Burger King burger, but I don't feel like the chips from Burger King. And I also want a Terry's Chocolate Orange McFlurry. So we, spl- we split the group up. I went to Burger King to buy the burgers. And they went to McDonald's to buy the chips, drinks, and ice cream. So we, we had a half Burger King, half McDonald's meal. This is, this is some incredible tech. Uh, <laughs> it was this is, great. This is- Paul is living in in three thousand and seventeen. I have that that universe brain. Yeah, yeah, he's the big, he's the big brain at the bottom of the meme that yeah that is supposed to represent the stupid option that you're putting there. Ironically, but no, he, but he actually yeah. isn't. He actually isn't. I no, saw Paul, someone. Paul is the fella holding hands with McDonald's, but he's looking around and going, "Ooh, Burger King," and then. Burger, the woman has the Burger King face on it, and McDonald's is probably like Ronald McDonald or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I make memes. Yeah. I'm that meme face that looks like it's going, oh, but in my mouth is a burger. <laughs> Folks, this is a great show we got lined up. Oh, um, back at it again in Burger King. <laughs> I saw, uh, I saw someone get the Galaxy Brain meme wrong the other day oh, really? um, some stupid wrestling related argument on Twitter and it was the most petulant stupid thing ever and he put and this guy put the arguments um, uh, on one of those brain memes but he put his one at the bottom on the biggest brain not realizing that you're supposed to put the one you sarcastically think is, is a genius idea at the bottom I was like you idiot you effing idiot you you Bollocks it all up. I didn't message him this, obviously, because I'm not a psychopath. But at, just rest assured, at home, I was fuming. I believe it. <laughs> and I, I just buried him to, to everyone at OTT who, who also didn't care. <laughs> so um, so yeah, that was good. Uh, if you've, got a, if, talk about if you've it. seen any good memes or you've, you've gone to... You've gone to um, 
uh, uh, one burger place and then gone to another burger place get fries, uh, let us know. <laughs> I wonder why. I'm trying to look up my old memes now, see what some of the like oldest ones would be. Um, I've <laughs> I remember that with that guy who goes. Uh, oh man, brilliant. Uh, I last night after OTT, I went to Supermax. <laughs> One does simply not that. <laughs> what? <laughs> A whopper with McFlurry. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> picture of that guy from uh, Insane Clown Posse fucking sticking to one restaurant. How does that work? <laughs> picture of a of a Whopper and then a, a, a Big Mac. This is the Whopper now. How old do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> and, uh, those those two pictures of Tyra Banks, but it's uh, a Whopper, but with McDonald's fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, alrighty. Anyway, I went, I, went to, I went to, long story short, I went to Supermax and I just got the chicken. Oh. <laughs> so oh, well, that's uh, interesting. They, they do good chicken dippers, so that was good, and I got and I got sweet and sour sauce. Anyway, that's the show this week. <laughs> uh, we've got no, we do have some other stuff to talk about. Um, anyone else do any other Christmas shopping? I did a little bit this week. Um, uh, you know, tip, tipping away, at it, tipping away, tipping away. Uh, tipping away. We'll jump in here to our various guffs anyway, because we've got quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, Telly guff. This week, I uh, I finished The Punisher uh, just before doing this show, in fact. Um, and it was one of my favorite shows of the year, I have to say. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, allegedly Marvel Cinematic Universe. They are they are supposedly in the same universe, but I, I don't think there's been any crossover with the films at all, uh, bar passing references. Regardless, one of my favorite things that's that been involved in that for some time um really really fantastic and and the best bit of praise i could give it is that it, it really is closer to something like logan uh in terms of actually doing something interesting with the character having something to say about the character um rather than just kind of going through the motions of being a marvel thing uh, so that was great really really great strongly recommended strongly strongly recommended um and it didn't drag the 13 episodes which is good so yeah that's uh, that was my one bit of telling up there for this week Hmm. I kind of want to watch that, but I can't really be bothered. Even though it sounds good. Uh, right. well, so, eh. what's what's your hang up with it? Just watching stuff. <laughs> Too yeah. lazy. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with um, Mind Hunter. Uh, that other that other Netflix thing that people are, are saying is good. It's just like, oh, I can, I feel yeah. like I'm I'm done watching things for a while that, that require effort to pay attention. Same with um, Stranger Things too. I haven't done that yet. I just, oh, it's just a commitment. I think I just now want to watch stuff that I've seen before because you don't have to pay attention. But that's just, that's what just you want. Sit that's there and go, yeah. yeah. Just look at my phone for an hour, not really watching. There you go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking my language. Uh, who else had... Uh, uh, I, did, uh, I did finish off um, me 
I did finish off the um, the Sinner, another Netflix oh, yeah. show. Um, it was only eight episodes, so it wasn't as bad. Um, this is a kind of mystery with a woman stabs a guy, and then you kind of don't know why, and it kind of wraps it up. But it was it was fine. It was satisfactory. Um, originally, it was a USA Network show, which I didn't realise. I thought it was a Netflix original, but uh, it's the old USA Network there, so this was probably on after Raw. Um, if anyone saw it. You man in. Let us know what you thought. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a thumbs in, thumbs in the middle. More, decent acting. Bill Pullman and Jessica Bill, who aren't exactly uh, you know, uh, great actors or anything. They're all right. Um, and yeah, it was fine. That's, that's, that's all the telly I've watched, really. And uh, Paul, you not seen it then? No, I don't watch telly anymore. I gave up on all that. Good. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, you're wait. You're waiting for Vine Two, the real, the real means of. I watched. Uh, I watched the last episode of South Park this week of that series. A um, little bit, a little bit anticlimactic. A little bit, not exactly a great finale. Um, even if it was an okay episode. Um, but apart from that, I don't really watch much TV. I watched the football obviously today. Didn't go. Didn't go our way. Um. <laughs> What else did I do? No, that's pretty much all. I watch wrestling, obviously. Watch SmackDown. SmackDown is a show that I can I watch every week, and I can barely even muster up an opinion on it. It's it's just a very okay, bland hour twenty a week. So it's like I even we you know we, we put on this show we talk about wrestling. I put in the rundown SmackDown. But then when it comes to talk about SmackDown, like you know, it's all right. Nothing really happened. Leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's Telly Golf for this week. We could jump from there into Game Golf. Paul, what have you been playing this week? Well, I've been playing a lot of Hitman this week. As as we yeah. talked about last week, I beat Fractured Butthole. Obviously. <laughs> um. Really? Did I, was, did I finished that when we talked about it last week. It's it's done anyway. Uh, I beat yes. the game. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, you finished it last week. You did. Beat the game. Ninety-one percent of trophies. Um, not going to platinum it because the last the last trophy is the one where it's like beat it on the highest difficulty and blah blah blah. So beat the game. Don't, don't need to play through it a second time. Um. So in the, you know, in the the waiting period between. Having finished South Park and starting Super Mario Odyssey, which uh, arrived today, by the way, got my Ooh. physical copy of Mario Odyssey. Um, I've been playing the what's the name of the second episode? It's like San Pienza or something. Uh, Sapienza. Sapienza. Uh, I've been playing that chapter or that episode quite a bit this week. I'm up to level fifteen or sixteen. Jeez, it's not bad. Um, well, I, I would, I think I've probably beaten the level 10 times already, something like that. Like, I'll, I'll just play repeatedly for hours and hours. Um, I think, like, bef- by the time I'd beaten it for the first time, because there, there are three objectives. Uh, you you know, you've played it, Barry. Kill the yeah. two people and destroy the virus or whatever it is, right? Mm. I think I, I, when I finally beat the level properly, I think I've been playing it for already three or four hours. Just yeah. looking around and seeing what's here and what can I do. I think I, I think I found all the opportunities before I even beat the level for the first time. That one, that one is generally considered the best. It is so 
well designed and big and and nuanced and i remember the first time i played it i just i couldn't find a way to discreetly get into that cave yeah um, and then and then i did and then i beat the level and then when i replayed it i like accidentally stumbled onto like a second way to get into yeah, it i like think i think soul. there are three or four different entrances into the cave there there are yeah and it's it's crazy and the one of the most satisfying things i did was you can get the uh you can get an opportunity where it's kill the woman with the virus in the lab. Yeah. Um, so two birds, one stone. That and you get, when you get that, it's just so satisfying. That one, that one is great, and some of the opportunities are very creative and very hit many. Uh, yeah, God, that's a that's a tremendous, tremendous map. So I've just been playing that. I'm I'm gonna uh, finish all the opportunities. I'm gonna get all the trophies. And I'm gonna obviously because it's one of the trophies, get up to level twenty, and then uh, then I might move straight to level three. Uh, like I said, I do have Mario Odyssey, but I'm not planning on playing it until I finish work for Christmas. Mm. At which point, whatever I'm playing will be dropped, and I will start playing Mario Odyssey instead. I did start. Um, I did play out the Switch though, because obviously I have Mario Odyssey, so I, I I got the physical copy of it so that Natty can play it as well if she ever wants to. Yeah, uh, and also it was cheaper than to download it. Um, but I pulled the Switch out just to see if there was any like updates or installs that I'd have to run, and I had obviously uh, Mario and Rabbits downloaded, but I'd never like started it, so I've actually started that also today, and that'll be my my in game. Uh, assuming my in bed game that I'll play like before I go to sleep or whatever. Um, and I played the first maybe half hour of that, and I I quite like it. I I don't think I get the uh, the little nuances of it yet. I, I'm playing on a very very surface level so far, so it's not got to the point where I really need to strategize. It's just like hide behind the thing and shoot at the rabbits till they die. Um, but I'm enjoying that so far. So they're kind of my two games that I have on the go at the same time is Hitman, which is obviously the PlayStation game, and then Mario and Rabbits um, on the Switch. And yeah, so Mario Odyssey arrived today. We we both licked the cartridge. It didn't taste nice. Why? Why? Stop doing this. <laughs> what? What? Well, Nintendo... Um, Nintendo have... For all their Switch games, they coat the cartridges in this like bitter tasting. No, I know, I know. Well, Joe doesn't know. Joe, I'm explaining to it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So we got it today, and we both had a lick of it to see what it was like. It was very bitter and not nice. Why is it not always the same? It is, but that's the first cartridge. Like I didn't buy Zelda on cartridge. I didn't buy Rabbits. I downloaded both of those from the store. So this is the first. This is my first Switch game that I've owned the physical copy of. This seems this seems weird, to be honest. <laughs> Why have you not licked one? Were you not curious? No, I haven't. Honestly, and I, I, and I had heard all the talk of it, and when I got mine, I still, I was like, I have no interest. I know these. I have a general idea what these probably taste like based on what things that are designed to not taste good. Typically, go like, like I'm good. I'm gonna take everyone else's. Uh, it tastes. Ex- it tastes exactly like that. Yeah, exactly like you'd expect. You're not. It's not something you lick and you're surprised. Like, oh, it's lemony. No, it's not. It tastes like varnish or something. But I think it's something you gotta try. You gotta try at least once. So it's a curiosity, not eat away at you. 
what does that cartridge taste like? Curiosity kills the gamer. <laughs> Joe with it. Very choppy laughter. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it's like sounded like Brian Alvarez there for a second. <laughs> okay, well, that's all I've been playing. Um, I mean, before we move on, I just want to say about Hitman is like, I've not played it for so long that I need. I nearly need needed to teach myself how to play it again. Like, I couldn't figure out for life of me how to do the detective mode. Like, yeah, couldn't remember. Had to look at like, oh, hold this button. Okay. But uh, once I got that down, again, so, so much fun. I love, love, love Hitman. Yeah. Um, it's the good stuff. It's and it was like, I played the Paris level so much that I got so used to that, that moving on to another level did at the start feel kind of overwhelming. Where I'm like, yeah, I knew that Paris level like the back of my hand. I knew every room and where to go for everything. And now this one is like, okay, I need to essentially start over, you know, learn from yeah. scratch. And uh the, the, one of the few criticisms I have of the uh, of that season is that it maybe it probably does peak too early with Sapienza. That is the best, mm. and, and arguably the next one, Marrakesh, is, is some people would say is the worst. Right. Um, none of them are outright bad, but Mar- Marrakesh is kind of the least interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, God, it's a great game. Looking forward to more new stuff from them in, in 2018. Yes, please. Uh, I played a couple of games. Uh-huh. Uh, week i played what remains of edith finch uh, which i know was a big paul recommendation big paul Uh, and a lot a lot of other people as well were recommending it to me and i I, uh, finally got around to it and it was uh really really fantastic i played it in one sitting it's about two hours long yeah Uh, obviously i got serious uh god home vibes off it yeah uh because it's a similar kind of you know narrative adventure game uh, but also the the sort of story conceit is kind of the same. You're like a person wandering around a house, kind of learning about uh, some uh, the past of some characters who used to live there, your family members. So that that bit's very similar, but it goes in some different directions. It's not it's not literally the same game. Uh, so it has these kind of non sequiturs, these kind of cutaway scenes that tend to have their own little mechanics or gimmicks to them. Uh, that are very, 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 uh, very unique, very, very innovative, um, and uh, uh, really kind of kept kept the game chugging along at a really solid pace. It never felt uh, repetitious. It never felt like you were going through the motions. It was always hitting you with something new. And each story, uh, each kind of non sequitur you played was tied to the character that it was teaching you about. I really, really liked that. I thought the presentation of it was lovely. I thought the voice acting for the for the narrator was was absolutely uh, spot on, just like Gone Home, they they really nailed it. It's like you know, if you're going to have someone narrating the entire journey of the game, you need to have a kind of very uh, like warm and accommodating voice, and 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 it had that. Um, and the soundtrack in general was just great. Really, really liked it. Really, really liked it. Uh, very, very cool. Very different. Uh, very weird, which is good. You know, love a good weird game. That's maybe not quite what you're expecting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was great. It was worth the twenty quid. It was worth the few hour investment. Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a solid, solid thumbs up for that one. Yeah, what was your favorite little segment of the game, if I can ask? Uh, uh, the one with the comic book. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's one thing I, I loved about it specifically was, okay, it, ha- it was this Gone Home style game that I, I'm totally in on and love those kind of games. But what it did different was it had, 
each of the segments of the game, each room, let's say, had was its own little game almost, its own little mini game. Those and those segments were so different from one another. Um, I, I mean, I think you talked last week or the week before about Hellblade about how that deals with mental health and and so on as well. Mm. The my favorite segment I think is the one where you're chopping the fish. Oh yeah, and I think oh, that wow. is yeah. that's up there with some of the best. I know. It, Maybe you would question whether or not it falls exactly under the, the the umbrella of mental health, but I think that's one of one of my favorite ones. Well, they did they did those two games did actually line up quite similar to me because they're both uh, they both have sort of themes of like um, uh, dealing with loss, which yeah. is one thing. So with I I don't want to get too into the Edith Finch plot because it's obviously it's the plot is the thing you're playing it for. Um, but basically, the Finch family is like uh, supposedly cursed. They've had lots of you know young deaths and and deaths in unfortunate circumstances, and you're kind of finding out about how all this came to be. And you know some really interesting themes of like you know accepting death and 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 you know kind of. Uh, not, not obsessing over it and things like that, and a lot of that lines up with Hellblade. So it was it was cool. You know, it's not just a you know a, a series of interesting vignettes. It, they are intertwined, and they do have an interesting story, and, and it is tackling some interesting themes. So those, those are two games that I was very happy with this year that I feel like had a little something more interesting to say um, mm. uh, than, than a lot of other games. So so yeah, they they I, I thought they were actually both very complementary games to play close to each other. Um, yeah, so and, that, was, uh, uh, that was just before we go on as well. Um, one of the one of the few moments again, you you hear about, especially people on IGN like Brian Altano and stuff will say, you know, I was playing this game and I I was smiling, I smiled, you know. But I must say, in Edith Finch, um, when you have the the scene where you're the baby, uh, I think I I legitimately sm- smiled at that. I thought this this is so fun and so clever. Mm-hmm. The baby in the bath, loved it. It was yeah because it of course it's a very serious talking about the uh, the death of a baby and how do you cover that in a game in a <laughs> a less macabre way but it kind of kind of does it very successfully I thought yeah and and the whole game was kind of a, a kind of a dealing with the macabre kind of make trying to you know it's not it's not a grim never ending you know last of us brutal thing it's it's doing it in its its own kind of way it's it's very cool it's very very cool um, I I don't want to um, uh, you know, get it specifics, but it's just uh, I would recommend it. You should get it and and play it for yourself for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I played that, and then I started. I'm still playing Assassin's Creed, by the way. Still tipping away at it. Still really enjoying it. But it's a uh, it's it's one of those games, kind of like Zelda, which I oh, actually I haven't played in a while. I think I'm going to have Zelda and Assassin's Creed that I'm just going to kind of tip away at whenever I get in the mood. You know, because uh, they're so big and expensive, I'm not going to sit down. Like Assassin's Creed is way bigger than I was expecting, uh, so I'm not going to like have a day where I sit down and just like marathon it. It's like, like Zelda, got to pick it up, do some quests, do, do a, a big story mission or two, and then I'll put it back down and I'll come back to it later. It's, it's, it's great, but I'm not, uh, I'm not mainlining it. So I'm playing some other stuff while I, while I work through that. Uh, and I started Pyre, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pyre is a sort of adventure game fused with a sports game. Um, uh, you are, you're playing as, uh, it's set in a kind of fantasy world. You're in a kind of, um, a purgatory type setting where they outcast people from society. 
and uh, you are uh, you're one of the few people in the world who knows how to read. So you know, interesting little setup. And uh, basically, you and an, and an unlikely team of of uh, crewmates are trying to win your way back into regular society by competing in uh, a, a sort of a fantasy world game of basketball. Is basically what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you uh, you play these games that are again they're like basketball or or a fusion of basketball and air hockey. You have um, an orb you have to try and slam into the opposing team's pyre, which is basically just like a <laughs> a basketball net but with fantastical elements on it. And uh, basic mechanics of just you're passing the ball around. You have a dash. You have a an attack. When you attack someone, they're out of out of competition for a few seconds. Very basic, but it's all very well balanced, and it's a, it's a weird juxtaposition. Of um, in between the the matches, you are playing an adventure game. You're you're selecting dialogue options. You, you know you're you're given choices. You know you're um you're you're in, you and your teammates are in this carriage and you're kind of traveling along this road to the the matches. And sometimes there's a fork in the road and this character says go that way and this character says go the other way. And you have to choose. And you have um uh you know uh, branching story paths and and you have a, a roster to manage because extra characters will come along and then and then you get to the actual matches and it plays it plays you know like a sort of arcadey basketball game it's very cool it's very very cool it has a nice art style um it has nice music i'm i'm really digging it i i only played the first like hour or two of it so i'm still kind of early but um yeah so far so good it, 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 you know lots of great games this year that one that one seems like it's another good one. so uh so yeah thumbs up for for all the games And uh, yeah, that's that's everything for Game Guff this week. I haven't seen any movies, but if you lads want to take it away on the old uh, movie Guff. Hey, do you want to go first, Joe? Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Oh, the girl with the dragon. No, l- let's do it like like Alvarez does. Um, right, we got Dave back, and that's what he's on the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Oh, did you hear any of it, anything I said? No, because sure it's, it's all been edited out, so the listeners never heard okay. it. Okay, <clears throat> I didn't hear that uh, scathing review. Um, <laughs> no, so I mentioned I mentioned a while back that I was going to kind of work my way through a director's back catalogue. Uh, I was planning on starting with David Fincher until I realised I'd seen virtually all of his movies, yeah, apart from. Uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Benjamin Button. So mm. last night I watched The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Now I had seen the original trilogy oh. um, starring Numi Rapace, which is why I wasn't that asked about watching the remake, uh, even though I do like Daniel Craig and um, also named Rooney Mara. Yeah. Um, but I did, get, I did give it a watch. It was uh, pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it was as good as the original because I don't think Rooney Mara was as good in the role. It's it's quite an you know, enigmatic character and you really need to convey that there's something going on below the surface. I'm not sure she was particularly good at that. She was kind of angsty right. and punky and all that, but, um, you know, not not great. Um, yeah, overall, I'd suggest watching it. If you haven't seen the originals, maybe give that one a watch if you want and you don't like subtitles. If If you do, watch the original. It was good. Yeah, do you see that they're they're making a sequel to that now with with Rooney Mara's not in it. It's um oh the lady who plays I think it's the lady who plays the queen in in that show The Crown if I'm not mistaken. The, the, um, the queen Elizabeth. <laughs> one is made for you with a dildo. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, is it Claire Foy? I think she's the one who's going to be. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, let me see what say about it here. Uh, it doesn't mention it on the Wikipedia page, but I'm sure I saw something about that. Mm. That she was earmarked for it. Dragon tattoo. Was good though, because I've not actually seen uh, seen any of them. Yeah, here at Variety.com, crowns Claire Foy to officially star in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo sequel. Um, I'm not sure mm. if it's going to be Fincher again either. It might be directed by somebody else. Yeah, probably not. Screenplay was written by Stephen Knight, not the one we know. Hopefully, <laughs> no, that was <one's> written. <laughs> Jesus it would be all about Donald Trump. Um, yeah. Trump. <laughs> not mention of a director, but um, yeah, I've not seen any of those movies, nor have I read the books. But I've kind of been always, you know, aware of them. Um, I have the first book, but and I brought it with me on Spain, but it t- it took me so <laughs> long Spain. to read. Oh, it, it took me. It took me so long to read my first book when I was on Spain that I never got to it. Maybe I will soon. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So just got tracked down Benjamin Button. I want to watch that. The Curious Case. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay, well, I watched a movie this week. Yeah. I watched it yesterday, actually. The Room. Uh, not the one where... Goodbye, the room. <laughs> not that one. No, not the one with the little boy <laughs> and his mom stuck in a room. Uh, uh, <laughs> truly, we are the room. <laughs> Although, ten minutes in, I wish that I was watching that other room movie, because uh, <laughs> The Room is not a good movie. Um No. So this is the thing. Obviously, the reason why I watched it is because we have the the critically acclaimed uh, Disaster Artist is out now. Um, mm. So I figured, you know, I want to I want to see that movie. I want to watch it. So although it's not necessarily a prerequisite, I, I am going to check out The Room just so I have a better kind of context for when I watch uh, the new one. Now, Natty's already seen the room so when i said that i was going to watch it she said well you're on your own because i'm not sitting through that shit again yeah um have have either of you seen it yeah i've seen it yeah N- no i watched the osw review of it which is quite lengthy so I'm no very need to watch it. well it. red letter media have just released apparently a commentary track for the room which is, <laughs> i just got an email two hours ago about that so i will pick that up um the first thing I want to say about the room is the room isn't. Oh, uh, the... I, I now that you mentioned that, because uh, I'm like Natty. I so I've been talking to some people about the room, and they're like, "Should I watch it before I watch the Disaster Artist?" Which I haven't seen yet. But I'm like, "Well, you should at least watch like a YouTube cut of all the wackiest moments." Yeah. But yeah. watching the whole film, it's uh, it, for most of it, it's just a torturously bad indie film. Um. Yeah. Uh, so so like the 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 funny bits are fantastic, but it's just like a really shite film for the most part. It's um, it the, the yeah. worst thing about it is is it's just it's very very repetitive. Um, yeah. So not only are you watching this bad movie, uh, but you're watching what feels like the exact same five scenes just play on a loop. Um, and not a lot of them have anything to do with the story even. Um. I feel like the 
the story and kind of the legacy of of the room is more interesting than the the movie itself actually is. Um, and I mean, t- Tommy Wiseau is a an interesting, funny guy, but that doesn't necessarily make the movie good or interesting. Um, mm. So rather than even it's it's not even like so bad. It's good, you know. Like some things can be like Geostorm was a few weeks ago. Um, the room is just very very dull, very very boring, very very repetitive. Maybe once every 15 minutes, he'll go like, You're tearing me apart, Lisa! Um, and you get those... You're a funny guy, Mark. That's a funny story. <laughs> you, get the, you get those little moments sprinkled in, but they're, they're too few and far between. Like, the, you know, the, the quote-unquote uh, iconic moments. The ironic, iconic mm. moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They're there, but uh, yeah, like Barry said, you could just watch a YouTube supercut of them, and you, you're basically getting everything from it. Um, what I would say in its favor, the few things that I did like about it, like there, there's the odd, nice, like exterior shot. Cause it is in set in San Francisco. So you get these nice long shots of like the tram going up the road. And there's one of Wizzo walking across like a park. And I went, you know what? Those, those shots look like real movie shots. They could be in a real movie. And the score, the kind of repeating score it has throughout the movie is not too bad. Um, but yeah, the characters are all obviously have, have no substance at all. Um, there's a real reliance on like sex scenes. It's all it's almost like watching not a porno necessarily, but like you know those like erotic thrillers. But it's it's n- not erotic in any way. No, and I'm actually uh, I'm reading the book currently, and I just got to a part. We're like describing the casting of the love interest and some of the awkward um, uh, uh, sex scene, like rehearsals and stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if in a few years, Mr. Wacky Wiseau is actually going to be a bit of a sex pest. A bit of a diddler. You know, yeah. yeah, well, like, you know, not that, not that that is obvious, that is not discussed at all in the in the book. But it's just like there was some acknowledgments of some some like awkward casting moments. But uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, and obviously, uh, I've said the word obviously too many times in this podcast. Um, his uh, arse gets a, a nice shot. His weird, uh, dimply moon crater arse uh, <laughs> does make an appearance in the movie. Um, yeah, not very good, not very good. <laughs> so so uh, I, I I gave it a, a one star, one star. Yeah. It's it's rubbish, yeah. I might say yeah, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna go download that uh, red letter media commentary now because I actually wasn't sure. Obviously, no work tomorrow. I was like, I want to watch a film this evening. I was like, what will I watch? But that's that's a great idea right there because I'll I'll sit through it again if I have that commentary. It's only an hour, it's only an hour and a half. The room, so yeah, and those those commentaries are very fun. Yeah. Uh, so are you are you gonna go see Disaster Artist next week? I want to, but then I never saw Thor and I never saw Justice League, so I still need to see those as well. Oh, you don't need to see Justice League. I do, Batman, Batman and Diana. No, Batman's, Batman's rubbish in it. He's rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah, like maybe, rubbish. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just play Batman Flux for two hours instead of going to see that Listen, shit film. The, Thor, is, Thor is good. Thor is not like something that you need to see. It's a Marvel movie. You know what it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I want to try it. I want to try and get that book finished. I'm, I'm halfway through. I want to try and finish it when, uh, 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 before before I see the film. So hopefully we can we can sync up and talk about that uh, uh, 
uh, in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that everything for for the guffs for this week? I think so. Is that everything? Let's do a bit of uh, wrestling news then. Uh, let me see here. A couple of, couple of bits of news. Um, uh, it's been another long, busy week uh, of wrestlers being not very nice people. Um, go back to the earliest part of the week, I guess. Uh, there was, there's been an ongoing story um, dating back to a couple of weeks ago where a uh, wrestling fan from the Midwest in the U.S., had basically come out and said that she was assaulted by a uh, an indie wrestler from that scene who was one of uh, he was affiliated in some capacity with the Michael Elgin school slash promotion. I can't remember if he was a student or just someone who worked there. Uh, but so he was uh, accused of this uh, a few weeks ago. Glory Pro, the company, was like, "Okay, we're not going to work with this guy anymore," and that seemed to be the end of it. Uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, it, it trapes up that uh, it seemed as though some people on Twitter were trying to discredit this uh, this alleger, this this the person making the accusations, uh, uh, and and things kind of spiraled from there. Uh, and so what ended up happening was it came out that basically this person told Michael Elgin in March that this had happened, mm. and basically nothing was done until she went public with it in November. At which point, then he obviously cut ties with the guy. Uh, there was lots of back and forth thing. Elgin was uh, not handling the situation very well. The girl went on to post some more screen caps of, of conversations they had where he was very dismissive and very sort of abusive towards her. Um, I don't, I'm not quite sure why she threw this in there, but she also threw in one where he like buried Jeff Cobb, who's his tag team partner in New Japan currently, made him look like the biggest arsehole possible because he was like throwing a temper tantrum about how Jeff Cobb sucks and I'm better than him and and like he doesn't know what he's doing and I'm a veteran and like just made him look like the biggest, you know, like little child having a tantrum and you know in the midst of all these things where where he's also sending her messages just trying just just like being as 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 gross as humanly possible to her and trying to discredit her. So all this happened and Mike Elgin is doing things like he's announcing that he sold his company, which I haven't seen any verification for. Uh, He deleted his Twitter twice, I think uh, in the last week. And uh, he then tried to allege that he, the Cobb stuff he was doing to uh, trick her into posting it online to prove that he was not actually owned, but he was owned. Mm. it was very, very embarrassing. Dear, so the, the, the long and short of it here, uh, he's still off Twitter, by the way. After he tried, after he tried that posting those screenshots of him texting what was very possibly like another phone he owns, saying, "I'm going to send this," and he's going to post it. Just the absolute worst attempt at covering his arse. He's, he has since deleted his Twitter and stayed gone. So. Uh, the long and short here is basically that he is uh, accused of basically covering up or assisting to cover up a, uh, an assault. Uh, his New Japan contract is seemingly coming due in the near future, and no one really knows uh, what's going to happen there. Uh, a number of smaller indies have said that they are cancelling his bookings, so we will um, we will see. But that was a that was not only a very ugly situation, but a very public one. He was trying to do damage control. Uh, God bless him, I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the shed, and I don't think he was doing a very good job. Um, so yeah, so so people have started to cut ties with him. 
I think that's that's for the best. Um, uh, I guess you could say that uh, Elgin has lost his marbles. <laughs> Is there a reference I'm missing to Elgin and marbles? The Elgin marbles. Come on. What the fuck, what the fuck are Elgin marbles? Do you, not, do you not know that? Oh, f- fucking Irish. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Paul, do you know what Elgin marbles are? Yes. Do you really? Yeah, it's the Greek sculpture things, right? Yeah. yeah there you go. Weird. Anyway. Let me so Michael Elgin. Elgin. Elgin marbles. Uh, the Elgin what? marbles, also known Pars Pro Toto. Uh, as the Parthian, Parthenon marbles are a collection of classical, classical Greek marble sculptures made under the supervision of the architect and sculptor Phidias and his assistants. Barry, you idiot. Basically, oh, did not basically, know that, basically some rich British bloke nicked them like 200 years ago and Greece oh, saying, Greece been saying give them back ever since we began nah. They stole, yeah. they stole the, the Elgin marbles and Ireland, the bastards. I'd rather have the marbles, to be honest. But yeah. what then, then Ireland? Yeah, yeah. More, more use, but, more yeah. value. Long, long, story, long, long story short, Elgin's a bit of a cunt. Um, yes, both, both Elgins. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, both, both Elgins, the thief and the uh, uh, the the scummy uh, abuse covering up one. Um, Shall we add him to so, the yeah. list then, Elgin? One more. Oh yeah, get get the get the volume out. It's on. It's it's volume four of the E section. Um, uh, the never-ending list of of shitbags. Um, yeah, I it's 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 very. I saw someone right. This is great. There was all this talk of he was losing uh, bookings and New Japan might cut him, and I saw someone go, "Hmm, maybe he's WWE bound." I was like, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, they love they love a good sex scandal in in 2017. Does the old and better yes, a sex scandal involving a short guy um, <laughs> uh, who has who has no common sense and and acts like a moron in, in a public space on a daily basis. So yeah, uh, hopefully you know uh, the 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 girl in question. I mean, she seems to be getting a lot of support, which is good because it's very often in in situations like this where. I mean, as this whole thing kind of escalated when it kind of it came out and then it died down and then like some people just kind of took it upon themselves to try and discredit her, which often happens. Um, but it seems like she's gotten a lot of support from folks in the industry and from fans, which is good. Uh, and she's getting her story out there, which is which is all we can really hope for. And uh, as for Elgin, we will see. Uh, I, I don't imagine that he's going to be popping up many other places, but we'll see. Uh, sticking on this subject, get get the other get get uh, go to section S and get get volume sixteen of that out. Uh, just a few hours ago, actually, this was just happening kind of as we were uh, getting up this morning. Uh, Rich Swan was arrested um, on a battery and false imprisonment charge. Uh, false imprisonment as a charge, obviously that that it sounds like full on kidnapping, but that can be, that can be a case where you're straight up just kind of holding someone against their will in a, Mm. in a room or something like that. That's what Bram was charged with back in the day. So that obviously that sounded very, very grim. 
uh, and then in the afternoon, the Gainesville Police Department, because America is such a weird place, they just posted screen. They they themselves posted screenshots of the police report on Twitter, which just it just seems like such a weird thing to do. But again, that's that's how they rolled over there. Uh, pretty a pretty fucking grim um, uh, account of things. Uh, it's the police report noted that they are both wrestlers. He he is he is um, married to Sue Young, who is a you know somewhat prominent uh, uh, indie wrestler in Florida. Um, said that they were she was after performing that night. She, he was critiquing her performance. That escalated to an argument. She uh, they were in a car. She wanted to flee. Uh, there were two eyewitnesses who verified that she like ran and he sort of chased after her. She was like screaming for help. He grabbed her by the arm and then grabbed her by the neck and put her in a headlock and dragged her back to the car uh, and stuffed her into the car. It was really bad. Like, obviously, when you when you see the charges at first, you're like, oh, that's bad. And then when the f- report came out, it's like, yeah, it's, it's exactly as bad as, it, as, as you would have guessed it would have been. Um, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty bad. He, he appears to be out on bail already, uh, but WWE came out uh, fairly quickly. Um, there's not really much of a decision-making process on their side. They have it written into their mm. policy. It's it's an automatic uh, suspension uh, indefinitely while the investigation is ongoing. So he is uh, he's on ice for now, basically um, uh, pending. I, I I don't know what actually. I don't know what the actual terms of the policy are. I don't know if it's like once the charges are dropped, you're back, or if you're convicted, you're gone. I don't know. I I you know I'm sure someone could look into that. I'm sure someone probably already has, but. Um, that was a very disappointing thing to read, uh, especially given that he is someone who has been built up on TV, and not even just on TV, but in general, is understood to kind of have this uh, sort of comeback story from you know his mm. um, his his poor upbringing and and you know being homeless and all this other stuff, and and uh, it's it's I know I know I know a lot of people who seemed sad but more kind of disheartened by this than anything else. Um, so yeah, that's shitty, and that that was just ongoing sort of this morning. Any any other thoughts on that? Um, no, <laughs> no. I'm trying yeah. to think of a pun. But... No, that's not that's not to a pun. Um. So yeah, so that's that's ongoing, as I say. Um, although if I was to guess in the coming weeks how it will go, I don't I don't imagine he's uh, he's coming back. That would be my guess. Uh, in lighter news, <laughs> folks over there in India uh, got themselves their their one show down from two uh, uh, this weekend uh, with the Triple H Jinder Mahal main event, and um, and uh, in, in what I am sure is building up a, a, a return win down the line, brother. You just got to wait for it. You got to work within the system. Uh, Triple yeah. H. Jinder um, in India, so in in what and and Jinder did the the humble handshake and Triple H put him over after the fact is great. That was ah oh, 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 I love Triple H, <laughs> I love him. Um, so yeah, uh, and and a lot of people are pondering if this is the end of the old Jinder experiment, uh, and it certainly it certainly seems like the end of them tr- actively trying to get into India. Um, as a market, because I mean, the, the the cancellation of the tour dates kind of um, screams that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what do you make of that? No, uh, 
is that is that the end of gender or is it just are people overreacting? You know, is it just well, a typical house show? Gender is main event in the pay per view next week. So true, yeah, not, not true, the end but yet. I mean, he's also on the the mania um, marketing materials. Um, yeah, but so was so. Uh, you know, not to get into the whole Star Wars diversity gimmick, but let's just show anyone on that fucking poster. Tamina's probably on the poster. Uh, they will, but like, I mean, and yeah, they do put, and I, and I, I, I don't, was the WWE champion a few weeks ago. Let's give him that at least. But, uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to be like, um, like, ki- like killed off forever back to, back to, you know, geekdom. Uh, main, main, main events. I think he'll probably, he, I think he'll be someone who can be on a Mania poster because he'll be your upper mid carriage, your your Dolph Ziggler level, your Miz level heel mm. um, on the mid card. But yeah, I, I I think after and and you know like your Zigglers and your Mizes, he he may have his occasional pay per view made events on the quiet months. Um, I mean, the thing is though, he offers nothing of what they offer. Does yeah, he, apart from being no, Indian. Well, this is one uh, thing. The one thing I was thinking in the week, or maybe it was last week, that uh, SmackDown right now, especially, but in a, in a sense, more more generally, WWE as a whole has a very kind of weird 2006-y feel to it right now, where you have a lot of like thrown together teams that don't exactly feel like they're working, like you know, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, and um, how dare you, God, Blood, Bludgeon Brothers, which is like. One step up from like Jim and I, um, <laughs> you got Jinder Mahal in the main event mix. Like it's got a, it's got a real weird like mid to late two thousands. Like Jack Swagger is the champion, and and Hus- Husky Harris and Otonga are the tag champs. Like yeah, you know, it's got that kind of feel to it. Where I look at SmackDown, I watched SmackDown this week and last week, and I go, like in in five years time, how many of us are really going to remember? the Bludgeon Brothers and Jinder Mahal on the top. We look back and we go, Jesus Christ, that was, look at SmackDown back in the day. load of shite so it was. Um, and like I say, yeah. it just has um, that yeah. feel to it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how that, that title run will age. Probably, I mean, yeah, probably bad. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know that there's any facet of this that we'll look back on as good or interesting. Or like maybe mildly interesting that they thought they could make some money in, in, in India. Um, but it does not seem... Uh, like that is on the horizon. Also, just some other other kind of notes. Um, obviously, the India tour they they were t- they were in um, they were also in the uh, United Arab Emirates recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, which uh, you know the usual the usual kind of fare. They went over there. Uh, I think in both UAE and India, I think they had Triple H there shaking some hands of some local wrestlers who I think they may have signed. Of course, because he that's 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 why they bring him. Wrestling gender was secondary. He had to shake hands to pop the local uh, UAE marks. Um, and they had a match on this card, this UA, uh, uh, the first, no, second, no, the first night of the Abu Dhabi uh, show that they billed as a legendary thing, which was Alexa Bliss facing um, Sasha Banks. Uh, and basically, they, they typically, because of, you know, restrictions of what they can wear and stuff. WWE's old approach was just to leave the women at home when they went to to countries like that, which is hilarious. Um, rather than like not going or or coming up with this practical solution, 
Uh, they mm. used to just leave him home. This time, this time they had Sasha and Alexa come. They had a uh, specially designed uh, uh, gear, uh, coveralls, uh, you know, like but like stylish. Like they they wouldn't have looked out of place on a regular WWE show. Obviously, they were very very modest, but they were kind of stylized, so they still looked like wrestling gear. And they had a match, and the match was well received, and the crowd were into it, and. and they got to have their moment, and Sasha got to cry afterwards, and all this other stuff. But I feel so bad for TNA. Someone pointed out that TNA had a women's match in Abu Dhabi like seven years ago that no one cares or remembers about. Uh, uh, and it was again, it was just there was no there was no catch, there was no reason that this match shouldn't have been celebrated, other than the fact that probably a hundred people saw it. Uh, it was some like beautiful people versus Raisha Saeed and someone else match. Can't even remember what the details of it were, but uh, I felt bad for poor old TNA getting getting shunned again. <laughs> well, there you go. Fuck him. Fuck him. So anyway, uh, that's one other bit of wrestling news. I don't think there's too much else here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, and it, I guess in, in the last bit of news, it appears that the uh, legal battle between TNA and, and uh, uh, WWE is uh, has, has, has concluded as they are obviously going forward with the Woken Matt Hardy stuff uh, mm. on Raw. Uh, whether or not, I mean, whether or not any of us care about that, I don't know. I don't necessarily, but uh, I, I, I'm a big uh, fan of. But, uh, uh, not at this point, Jesus! Wonderful. <sighs> oh God! No. I, mean, I I enjoy that. We're missing Brother Nero, though. We need to need him to. Yeah, return. he's he's injured. Did you see the picture of him recently? They did an interview with him and Matt, and he just looks very, very sad and very scruffy. Yeah, he looks very um, <laughs> haggard is the word I would use. Yeah. yeah he's got a big old so anyway, Yeah, it, it appears... Uh, I, I don't know if they necessarily settled or just dropped the case or what the story is, but Matt Hardy must be happy because he was doing shag all since Jeff got hurt. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see it because I feel like, yeah, as you say, they were they were on a one one stop shop road to uh, to just being the Dudleys 2.0. Like that that whole Dudleys comeback, just such a wet fire, respectively. And the Hardys were very much going in that same direction, which is crazy when you consider like they have Jeff Hardy doing nothing with Jeff Hardy, uh, Matt Hardy less so. But now that like Matt Hardy has the one thing that's kind of made him stand out over the last decade you might say um hopefully it works out well for him i i i kind of i kind of appreciate them taking a chance on it because it is kind of a wackier out there um character but give going by the reaction it got on raw i feel like a lot of people kind of been waiting for it and kind of wanted so the fans are behind them all the way he's got a lot of good catchphrases that you know fans will chant and we'll get over got delete and it's, yes, and so on and so forth. So I think he, I think it'll be okay. I think I think it'll work. Um, doesn't help that he's been put in with the old ball and chain that is uh, is Bray Wyatt. But um, let's see what he can do. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's why I don't necessarily care. Is that it's a Bray Wyatt thing? You know. Yeah. Um, 
We'll see how wacky they let they let it go. Because obviously a lot of the charm of the the Broken Man Hardy stuff was that they have all the drone stuff and the Vanguard one and Senor Benjamin and so on. So mm. we'll see how it goes. Um, he had his big coat, obviously. You couldn't see all of it in the video, but he was obviously wearing his very long um, kind of trench coat deal that he was wearing. And not trench coat, I say, but the red kind of pattern thing that he was wearing in, in, in his TNA days. So it's, he's, he's full on back into the character, which I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for it, goddammit. Yeah, I actually didn't watch the video. I was just kind of more amused that they or like interested that they got it rather than. Um, well, the 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 crowd were very much into it. I'm happy to report. Yeah, it's one of those. Th- it's weird because it's one of those things that like permeated bigger than TNA, if you know what I mean. In the sense that, like, I think more people are kind of into it because it's the cool thing to be into rather than actually watched it on TNA. Yeah. Um, poor TNA. That's two stories in a row about them being like <laughs> just just unsalvageable. But uh, anyway, so uh, I think that's going to do it really for uh, this section of the show. I mean, you kind of mentioned SmackDown in passing there earlier. Was anything anything in specific you wanted to talk about from SmackDown before we move on? Um, I mean, you mentioned in general that you thought it was you know boring and you know stupid. Well, they announced that they're going to have a clash of champions, which is a, a stupid pay per view name. Um, Sami Zayn. And Kevin Owens are going to be against Randy Orton and Sami Zayn. Or excuse me, Sami Zayn is not going to be on both teams. Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. And if Owens and Zayn lose, then they're fired. And Shane McMahon went, not just from SmackDown. From all WWE. Don't know how he would enforce that rule. But um, he's going to be fired. So what I'm thinking this leading to, I think I might have mentioned this in the last few weeks. I think Daniel Bryan's going to turn heel and, and is going to... He's going to team with that. That's, that's the way it's been looking. It, it looks like they're doing the same build they did with Zayn when he turned heel originally. Was Daniel Bryan's always trying to reason with Shane, trying to trying to say these lads are useful and so on. Shane keeps going over his head, saying, "No, they're, they're going to be fired." Damn it! I think I, I think it's leading towards Daniel Bryan heel turn, which kind of baffles me to the extent of like they 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 constantly are turning people who the fans like already. Like, there's no reason to turn Daniel Bryan heel. He's one of the most beloved yeah. over people on the roster. And then you have people like Roman Reign and historically John Cena where they're like, fuck it, they like him. They have to like him and they will. So they're never going to be heels. Um, so that, that, that's where I think it's leading. Um, probably at the pay-per-view, Daniel Bryan will maybe move into like a managerial position for them somewhere. Again, look at, looking at it, it doesn't make any sense to turn him heel. And the only, like, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's the right thing to do or that I want it to happen, but... Just the way they're writing the show lately, especially the interaction between Daniel Bryan and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, all kind of points towards that. It's very, 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 very weird. And it's almost one of those storylines that's so kind of obvious in its subtlety, mm. where it's like they're they're basically winking and, and nudging at you through the screen, going, notice that we did this little subtle build from here. Look what we're doing. We're so clever. I yeah I I think there's been a lot of talk lately about Brian and and where his next match is going to be. I mean it's pretty much a lock. He's gonna he's gonna wrestle again, and I think the question is whether or not WWE just fucking make their peace with it and and Maroon clears him. I think if if it does fall in such a way that he stays in WWE and they let him wrestle again, I think they'll probably do a Shane match. Um, I think the compromise might be. Yeah, for us, Shane McMahon. 
That's the <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, okay, I retire forever. Um, I think I think they would rather keep him and let him wrestle in some capacity rather than letting him tour the world and and do you know do else. God know do God knows what because it's one of those things where even if he leaves and gets hurt elsewhere, I think they know that that might come back to them. So I think they may say, okay, you're cleared, but we're giving you like you know a Kurt Angle deal. Where it's like you get to do three or four matches a year and they're all gimmicky and we're going to protect you to fuck and you have to obey our rules and, and that's the compromise. And I'd say that might start with doing a like a Shane match where it's all smoke and mirrors, falling off things onto cushions, you know. Um, the first the first ever uh, furniture store match. Um, you know, something like that. So, uh, yeah. So they must, I, I think, they must I have think done I, a furniture store match before. Maybe when... Crash Holly was the hardcore champion, something like that. Um, there's also a weird segment on the show where, um, who was in the match? It was Charlotte against Tamina, right? Yeah. And uh, the Riot Squad came out, which is Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, who, by the way, cut the most indecipherable promo on this show. I could not understand a single fucking word she said. Um. And uh, and and what's the blonde girl's name? Liz Morgan. Liz Morgan. Liz Morgan. Liz. Sorry. Liz Morgan sounds like an actress on Coronation Street. Jim McDonald's wife. She heard for her name. But yeah, after or was Jerry after the match? I don't remember. Uh, they came out and they, they were going to essentially, they said in the promo that they're going to beat up all the other women, right? And then as soon as there was one little push or whatever between Sarah Logan and and Tamina, all, all the other riot squad held back like Sarah Logan. It was like, they came out and went, it's time for a riot or something. But then they, they, they didn't fight. They actively held back Sarah Logan from fighting. I was like, what was that about? That was really stupid. Um, but yeah, nothing much... Uh, not much to talk about here. They were, they were the main points from another lackluster week on the blue brand. As it slowly uh, right. surely kills and sucks the life from me. So uh, we will uh, call it here for the section of the show. Uh, we'll keep the OTT being the elite uh, review separate for those of you who maybe want to skip out on it. If you do want to hear it, obviously keep your eye on the on the feed or on a, on the Twitter for more info. Uh, so yeah, and we'll probably let Joe bounce from here. So for this week's show, that's this week's traditional CSP. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. It's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye. <laughs>